Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Bees Knees Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben and Brittany, and if you haven't already, please download this episode. And make sure you check out the link in the description where you can find links to our socials and Discord. Happy listening. Do you remember the show Angela Anaconda? Like, vaguely? Like, what the fuck was up with that show? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know if I could tell you, because... All I remember is just this really gross style of animation that was like, it was real faces. Yeah. And then like. Black and white, somewhat, some colors. Except for their hair. And clothes. Yeah, because I remember like the, I don't, I'm not going to say she was like the antagonist, but she was definitely just like the frenemy of the show. Mm -hmm. She was just like, had this giant fluorescent yellow hair. Yeah. With like glasses and kind of looked like an old lady, but a child at the same time. No, that was her friend. The friend oh. of me was like, she had this, like, like the, the curls that look like tubes sticking off oh, of her head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like this little like French girl, but mm-hmm. she wasn't French. Yeah, I was just scrolling through social media the other day and I saw something that was like shows that I'm not sure actually existed. And that was one of them. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, yeah, what it's, the fuck was that? It's too strange to have existed. Yeah, it just seems so bizarre, like a fever dream. It was just one of those really weird, annoying shows that kids love. But I remember it being on only at night, like it was close to the Teletoon at night. Oh, speaking of fever dreams, (laughs) Teletoon at night was bizarre. It was a really strange time. (laughs) Like, I remember it just, like, looking back now... It's just the most random, messed up entertainment. Aqua Teen Hunger Force was the best show that I watched. And just painting it on the premise only, you have this group of friends. One is fries, one is a shake, (laughs) and one is a meatball. (laughs) And they have this neighbor who is this big, fat, bald guy from New Jersey. And that's the show. Just them existing together. (laughs) (laughs) Them doing things and Meatwad, who is a wad of meat, being just a cutesy little guy that needs to be taken care of. Meatwad is baby. Okay. (laughs) I don't really remember that show that much. Then you have never lived. (laughs) (laughs) It just got me thinking about other shows that I used to watch when I was younger. And it, it led into those like kid dramas you know, like obviously there's Boys Meet Boy Meets World. Yeah. That we all watched and it was a drama that I remember watching every single night at a certain time and like when that was on, do not talk to me. <laughs> I'm watching this. I have to see what happens. It always ended in a cliffhanger. Like that was the shit. But then it started me like thinking about other things like Radio Free Roscoe. Love, I watched the shit out of that. Like, we all watched the shit out of that. Again, that was just another, <laughs> like, guilty pleasure drama show for us as kids that just started our need for these weird dramas, I feel like. <laughs> and then there was also another show that I remember asking you if you remembered or watched. And it was, like, these high school kids that did, like, first responder emergency. 
Yeah, it's like in a heartbeat or something. Yeah, and it only had one season, I think. Yeah. But that was another one that I was like addicted to. Yeah, I remember looking that up because you were explaining to me and I had never watched this. Mm -hmm. And the description was like, based off of real life EMT, high school. EMTs staffed by high school students. It's yeah. It's like, what a terrible idea. But see, the thing is also is like I was watching these shows thinking like, this is what high school kids are like. <laughs> like, look at how responsible and cool. They're like basically adults. When, and here I am <laughs> as an adult, still not as capable as those teenagers. When were. I'm in high school, I'm going to know how to save lives and hijack radio signals. Yes, for sure. <laughs> what a disappointment. <laughs> I was looking up Radio Free Roscoe people just to like be like, where, what are they doing now? Mm -hmm. And it is amazing how many people from that genre of shows. Yeah. You know how every Christmas Netflix has a million Hallmark Christmas movies? Yeah. There's, there's one girl from Radio Free Roscoe. She was like the friend of the main girl. Okay. And... She has been in 90% of those Christmas movies. Oh, yeah. It's insane. <laughs> like, were you a teen who kind of made their their mark as a tween drama icon? If so, let us know. We'll put you in every one of these shitty Christmas movies. <laughs> Don't worry. You still got work out there for you. <laughs> We like talking about movies and TV or TV and movies cause we're the bee's knees, oh yeah. During one of my other ventures on social media and my nonstop scrolls, <laughs> I came across this video where this like plastic surgeon, I guess, was using some sort of mathematic, um, I don't even know, he says, he says formula about how like i don't even know if it was a him i'm just saying him i don't know that's it there was no audio okay, okay. it was just <laughs> it was just like reading the captions okay and it just kept saying like according to this mathematical formula this this plastic surgeon said that these people are the most attractive men 10 most attractive men based off of their like symmetry of their face and shit like that yes and uh, Idris Elba was like seven on the list. Okay. And I felt like that, like that was not accurate. Like Kanye West was also on the list. Excuse me. Yeah, Kanye West isn't an unattractive man. But the thing that got me mad was that Michael B. Jordan was not on the list. And then the number one, according to this person's formula about symmetry and all that yeah. crap. Robert Pattinson was the most attractive man. Uh. Again, he's not an unattractive man, but to beat Idris Elba and to have Michael B. Jordan not even be on there. Was Chris Hemsworth on the list? I can't remember. So that I makes me want to say no. I am ready to fight this. <laughs> like, I'm ready to fight this plastic surgeon because they are wrong. So wrong. I don't care what your math says. Yeah. Like there were a lot of like really attractive men that I would say are more attractive than the people that were on the list. And I was just like, this doesn't seem right to me. Like Idris Elba should have been higher on the list and he wasn't. And there were a lot of big names that I felt are extremely attractive and very symmetrical. That's that's one of the reasons why I say 
Michael B. Jordan, if you look at his face, like you could fold it in half, it's the same face, right? A lot of people, if you take the right half and yeah. duplicate it on the left side, it looks weird. And same with the right side. I've done a TikTok filter where like you can hold a button and it shows it like mirrors the left side of your face and mm -hmm. then you push it again and it does the right side. So like you're two different people. Right. I have a very unsymmetrical <laughs> face. And you wouldn't really know and, it unless and you And I will that. tell you, my right half, <laughs> if I was all right half, ooh, baby, you would not want to be with me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think that I've done that, but I'm pretty aware that I don't have a symmetrical face either. And I don't, I think I would have a lot of self-image issues if you did show me that, so... But my point being is that Idris Elba, he's attractive. He deserved to be higher on the list as well as a, a lot of other actors. There's a lot of hot men out there. There's a lot of hotties. It's really hard to make a top 10. <laughs> really the reason that that's being brought up is because we watched Sonic and we were talking about how like Knuckles is in this, the Sonic 2. Mm -hmm. And it's only Idris Elba's voice, but... I swear we keep coming back to this where we watch something with Idris Elba and we're just brought back to that scene from the office where he's just like, I'm aware of the effect I have on women. Yeah. And even this red animated echidna, he's got that <laughs> effect on women. <laughs> Cause he also has a very attractive voice. He, he has probably one of the best sounding voices to me. Mm -hmm. I, like we both have been kind of hooked on a couple songs lately. One of them is like he f is featured on a track by the, like the fanatics mm -hmm. called Vroom that is on the Gran Turismo like soundtrack. Yeah. And I could listen to his verse over and over. Yeah. Just listening to Idris rap. I, I love it. It gives me all the serotonin. <laughs> Honestly, that song is really great to listen to while doing cardio too. <laughs> That's what I've come to. I added it to my workout playlist. And there was one day in particular, I was just doing my thing on, on the elliptical and I had picked a really difficult um, like incline resistance. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to give up. Like, <laughs> fuck this. I'm done. And that song came on and do, do, it was, do, 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 yeah, and it was like, a oh, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Honestly, I bet, I don't know, maybe in my head, I probably am up playing how ridiculous I probably look, but I'm on that elliptical. I swear my head's bobbing and I'm dancing. I'm like, I'm going to get this. Oh yeah. And it's that song for me. It's great. <laughs> And I listened to the whole thing. I know that you were like, I could just listen to Idris Elba's part and then like restart the song if you want, but you're not really like for the whole show or I'm episode. I'm not married to the other verses, yeah. I can't talk. <laughs> verses. Thank you. That's the word that I was trying to say, but you know, I'm just like Third focused dry. on show and episode and movie and, you know, all those other things. Third tries the charm. <laughs> but yeah, we watched Sonic 2 this week and... I've got to admit, I I kind of enjoyed it. Now, I say this knowing it is not the best movie. Mm -hmm. And okay movies are just kind of okay movies. But I feel like a okay video game to movie movie is just like a little bit better than the, your, your average, average movie. Because it gives you kind of that representation. Like when you have 
nerdy things that you've grown up liking. Yeah. Like I grew up so just invested in video games that whenever there was a video game movie looking at the Super Mario Brothers movie, it was just, just god awful. You're just disappointed because the average person who hasn't invested hours into your video game, they just they don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like when you're like, Oh, I love this thing. This is this has been a big part of my life. And they're just like that's a game, right? I don't really I don't really know Sonic. Like ninety percent of the people that see your earthbound tattoo and yeah. is like, is, is that, that Mario? Or is that Pokemon? <laughs> As, yes. Like a character is not Pokemon. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm talking about. Um so to have this one, which to me is much better than the first Sonic movie. Mm-hmm. Because the first Sonic movie was just kind of this story that involved Sonic. The Sonic 2 story had Chaos Emeralds. It had Sonic Knuckles and Tails. It it did have those human elements, but it was a lot more of Sonic stuff. And yeah. Video game-based things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I found myself checked out a lot during the movie, and... And I feel like it's because the worst part of this movie is the people. <laughs> like anytime it was the actors doing something, it's like, I don't care about this. The fight scene when they're all going after the emerald. Yeah. That for me, I was like, this is really cool. Seeing like yes. Sonic fighting with Knuckles and, and all of that. I yeah. really enjoyed that part. Yeah. And I really loved. Okay. So in the game, the green hill zone is the first level and the the area in the movie that he lives is the green hills mm-hmm. so seeing him just cinematically running around through all these hills i mean he's missing a couple loop-de-loops but he it it reminds me so much of like being a kid you know mm-hmm. it hits me with that nostalgia kick and then having them do those awesome fight scenes yeah where it's just kind of like campy and fun and then there's this big robot and it's like it's goofy and it's fun yeah and that's the big thing that i appreciate about this movie is it's not the best movie it's not the best anything but it's fun it gives you that feeling of fun yeah i feel like the animators really they're the ones that they're the mvp yeah yeah and then when it goes supersonic chef's kiss it was great because <laughs> like i was also noticing how many times you and i just like gave each other some side eye looking at each other because the <laughs> writing was really bad or they would bring in like pop culture references that is only there for the adults our kids don't know anything about what they're saying <laughs> there there was a whole subplot of uh i don't even know what his name is donut lord's wife's sister yeah is engaged to uh criminal minds morgan yeah (laughs) and turns out he made up the marriage because he's fbi trying to catch sonic yeah none of that (laughs) needed to happen (laughs) it wasn't interesting it was tacky it was corny like it was genuinely bad yeah (laughs) but I kind of overlooked it because of the cool Sonic stuff. Right. Like watching Sonic and Knuckles snowboard down a hill. Mm-hmm. That was fun. That was really fun. 
it's fun. Watch it if it's there. Don't don't go out of your way for it though. <laughs> anyway, next week, well, I guess this Saturday. <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> this weekend, we're going to be seeing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Oh my god. I know. Everybody is talking about it. Tons of hype there. So just a little pre-warning that next episode we will be talking about our experience with that. So be yeah. warned. We will warn again, obviously, in the episode <laughs> next week. But we're so pumped for it. And I have had to avoid a lot of social media, primarily our podcast Instagram page, because it is so superhero oriented heavily saturated in all things that would spoil it for us exactly so it's been really really hard because i'm trying not to be on that page as much but also trying to be responsive to people and also engaging with people and not see anything at the same time (laughs) i've been the same way except on reddit because usually i just kind of go through like mcu subreddits movie subreddits and i've had to just like i have not opened the app except for I have a secondary account that goes into like my D&D stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've been on that and all the D&D stuff. And I mean, when a big movie like this comes out, you can find spoilers anywhere. anywhere yeah. I remember Endgame came out and the entire plot was posted in like sports forums. So like you, Why? you couldn't avoid spoilers. Why would somebody do that? Because people suck. <laughs> <laughs> so I have luckily only had maybe some things i don't even i can't even verify if the things that i think have been spoiled for me are actually actually spoilers spoilers. Mm -hmm. i'm just like hoping i can go into it as untainted as i can yeah but you know we we have a whole week you just said taint and but in the same sentence just (laughs) saying (laughs) oh yeah i'm really i'm really excited i'm really excited for that it's something that we've been really looking forward to for a long time and it's kind of surreal that it's actually out and available now like if we didn't have kids we could be at the theater right now watching it right now we could have already seen it yeah three times and that's just insane because it feels like it wasn't that long ago that we're like oh my gosh it's so far away but i just (laughs) want it now i remember when we were like oh my god i can't wait for wandavision to come out yeah (laughs) yeah for real and here we are Living in the future. Yeah, now we're going to see kind of what she's been up to since then. Yeah. And it's not going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's weird because I feel like we could just keep talking about something that we've not seen. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we won't. What we will talk about is the motherfucking Moon Knight finale. Yeah. Oh my God. It was so good. It was pretty incredible. Where do you want to start? What is your starting? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Where all good things start. Um, Yeah, I just, there's obviously when you think of Moon, like the Moon Knight finale, there are a few like key things which I've posted on our Instagram page as well that just instantly pop into my mind. I think the very first thing that I think of is him getting Steven. Mm. yeah him going back for steven which was it was a heartfelt moment we had just come off of a lot of emotional trauma from the last episode so opening up with him going back and getting steven was it was it was nice and it filled you with warm fuzzies but then you showed me that meme that was just like 
we have poor Stephen, who is so in love with Egyptian like mythology, mythology and all yeah. that, and he doesn't get to fucking see the, the field, field of, of reeds. reeds. Yeah, are you kidding he didn't me? Get to see it. I'm just hoping that because him and Mark are so in sync now, that maybe he's able to access the memory of it and yeah. like feel it as if it was his own. I'm not sure how it works. So maybe he <laughs> I don't can. Know. I don't know. And then we also, like, I think the episode actually starts with Layla following Harrow out and, mm-hmm. like, infiltrating his little, like, entourage squad. Yeah. And, uh, and he starts sucking out the souls of all the, uh, like, the road stop guys. Yeah. And Tarawit? Tarawit? Tower, tower, tower. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> she is speaking through a dead guy. It's funny because her. we just butchered it, but everybody knows, knows what who we're, we're saying. About. <laughs> I'm just gonna, you know, move on like very yeah. smoothly, roll on past that. Tababa <laughs> was talking through the dead guys. Yes, and yeah, that was Layla. But I thought then it bounced back to Mark and Stephen. Yeah. And, they, and then bounced back to the reveal of Layla's awesome. Oh my god! Suit. Yes, because that was honestly this episode. I want to say that was the best part, but there was like six best parts. Yes. So she's following them. She infiltrates. She goes into the the hall of the the gods or yeah, whatever to break inside the pyramid. Conchu's thing. Yeah, she releases Conchu and just like. He's like, oh, so you're ready to be my moon knight. Oh, right. You know what? Now I'm remembering the actual way in which it happened. Okay. So she does that. She releases Khonshu. Mm. And he's just like, Mark Spector isn't on this this world or isn't yeah. part of this world anymore. So I'm going to need a new avatar. And she's just like, nah, fuck that. Like, you're not, you're not <laughs> controlling me. Screw just you. The sash he has is just like, he died fighting your fight. Yeah. And you're just going to abandon him. And then she basically gives him two middle fingers and says, I mean, I'm going to go try to fight it. Oh, but you'll never do it by yourself. Okay. So what are you going to do about it? Yeah. And then he kind of just bails on her. It was like, fine, screw you then. And they part ways and he goes and tries to fight on his own, which isn't really going too hot for him. Well, you know, Khonshu is very spread thin with his followers. Yeah. Gods are only as powerful as the people who like the amount of people who believe in them. Yeah. So Khonshu basically has Mark and and now he doesn't. Yeah. I don't know if he has other people, but as far as we're aware, he's got Mark. Mm -hmm. Amit has Harrow, who and has apparently has a worldwide cult yeah, following. Right. So no wonder Amit kicks the shit out of mm-hmm. Khonshu. Yeah, but then in all of that time, then Towerette mm-hmm. comes and has, is talking has the to... the goofiest back and forth. Yeah, well, and because she just... I don't know, does she ever ask Layla? Or like, I can't remember that interaction very well. I just know that... Layla is like kind of bouncing back and forth, like talking to herself. Yeah. So basically how it goes, Towerette comes in and is like, oh, I would love for you to be my avatar. Mm -hmm. And then she goes, temporary avatar. Yeah. Oh, your father would be so happy about this. I can't wait to tell him. My father? Oh, yes. I I escorted him to the Field of Reeds, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure that's very comforting for her to know that he is in the Field Field of of Reeds. Reeds. Right. But... 
like that's probably so much to process yeah while you're also selling your soul to a god right <laughs> and yeah and then i don't know i love towerette because she's such a bubbly energetic yeah like character she's the goddess of women and I love how the second Layla's like, yeah, I will I will be your temporary avatar. She's like, I've got great costume ideas. <laughs> and it's just like, this is so cute. I love it. And it's funny because she's trying to be sneaky away from Harrow. And then Tara is just like, Layla! Yeah, just like <laughs> Gives booming. her away. <laughs> yeah. But then the reveal of her costume, she's like, I've got great costume ideas. And then that is what we oh get. It's God. just mind blowing. And it's not even just an awesome costume, but the presentation of it, how she's just like absorbing like, oh, I've got this costume. Then she, she pulls, pulls out, out two swords yeah. and also the wings come out. That shot was incredible. One of the many cinematic masterpieces of this episode. Yeah. And there are many. Yeah. And then we cut back to Mark. Yeah, then Mark comes back to life. And Conshu uh, instantly realizes his presence back on Earth. Yep. Goes and gets him. We get Moon Knight back. <laughs> yeah. And he just like soars through the sky. What I love before he goes flying is Mark is just like, all right, we're going to do this. But yep. then Steven takes control. Mm -hmm. And he sits down calmly. And it's just like, all right, so how are we going to rework this? Because like we've got a different deal going on here. Yeah. Like... And then Khonshu is just like, I wasn't talking to you. And Steven's like, yeah, but I'm here. So what? we got to adjust things. Yeah. And I just, I love the duality. Like, you don't just have him and I'm here. Yeah. You've got both of us. Right. What are you going to do? I also love how at some point, and I don't know which point, Khonshu refers to both of them as idiots. Yes. <laughs> Whereas before, it was very much Steven is the idiot. And Mark is the one that he is, like, wanting to deal yes. with primarily. So it's yeah. funny that he, like, now that Mark has accepted Steven and they're working together within the one body, Khonshu's just been, like, these two idiots. Yeah, as soon as <laughs> Mark accepted Steven and was like, yes, you're useful, Khonshu's like, oh, God, now I got another idiot who thinks that idiot is useful. Yeah. Great. So then they soar through the sky like oh, a bullet. so cool. How he takes off and his cape's all moony. Yeah. Uh, excellent. And then he's just shooting across. I freaking love, like, my 100% favorite part of this episode. When Moon Knight lands on the pyramid at the bottom. Yeah. And Harrow is standing at the top. Mm -hmm. And then they start running. Yeah. But then the shot turns. And it just looks like they're running on a bunch of tiny pyramids. Mm -hmm. Like, level at each other. And they meet at the center like right in front of a moon. Yeah. Moon Knight just kicks him right in the face. Yeah. It's great. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Their whole fight was really awesome. And then Layla shows up. Yeah. And Mark is very just like, like it's emotional again because he's like, Layla, like she's still alive. Like I feel like he didn't know for sure because yeah. he didn't know what happened to her after he was killed. Yeah, he's just like, you're all right. You're here. Yeah. Oh, great. He's like, oh, and he calls her like baby at one point. Like yeah. there's a very like actual marital relationship there that mm -hmm. you can actually see. This is the only time we actually see him being loving, I feel yeah. like, towards her. Before he was really casting her out, pushing her away. This is the first time that Mark is actually being like, oh my gosh, this is my like 
wife, my person, yeah. and I love you without saying that in so many words, but still. <laughs> he says it with baby. <laughs> yeah. You feel it though. You feel it in his delivery. And but then, then Stephen comes Stephen along. comes along. It's like, oh my gosh, what are you wearing? You look amazing. <laughs> and I was like, Stephen is the best hype guy ever. What girl doesn't want that? And then he's just like, oh, I'm super jazzed to show you the skills we've been working yeah. on. Yeah. And then we finally get to see Mr. Knight being a confident, capable badass. Yeah. And dang, that was the following scene. Like, I just want to go watch it again because the fight scene is cool. We were showing the kids like, hey, do you want to see a cool girl superhero? Because, you know, two girls, let's give you another girl superhero that is awesome. Yeah. But I was sitting there like I meant to only show them like the introduction shot Mm -hmm. but then the fight came after and i was like we'll keep this on for a bit (laughs) (laughs) and how they're they're fighting and i geek out because there was a time where i was randomly just being like hey do you remember in moon knight when this happened and i was just like remember when mr knight is like throwing the baton and uh harrow smacks it out of the way but then moon knight catches it yeah and then he gets punched into a shop and then all you hear is this like this grappling gun shoot across and then Moon Knight comes flying out and he kicks him in the face. Yeah. How many times have I stopped you in the middle of just random conversations to be like, do you remember that Moon Knight thing that happened? <laughs> I don't know. Like it's been quite a few. That's... I've been thinking about this episode <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so I recognize that that little rant I just went on was very like high strung and fueled but that's how i've been since this episode came out i cannot calm myself down about this awesome fight scene yeah because it so perfectly captures what like in the comics how mark Spector has to embrace all the different parts of his identity to work together to to be like this is me Mm -hmm. whole yeah and when he does that in the show he is able to become kind of a a formidable foe. Like whenever Moon Knight might not have the skills Mr. Knight does. Yeah. Like when they're falling off the pyramid, it's Moon Knight. But Harrow is grabbed onto his cape. Yeah. So he transforms into Mr. Knight. So who doesn't no have cape. a cape. Yeah. So now he is free. And then he pivots back and they like the way they, they use each other's strengths. Mm-hmm is so good yeah yeah it was really really well done i enjoyed it as well maybe (laughs) not your level of enjoyment but i did enjoy it the one the one thing that i'm gonna say again Mm -hmm. and i say again because it's been a reoccurring issue for me is (laughs) that we get to a point where harrow is winning and he is gonna kill mark and layla is preoccupied with a bunch of creepy cultists and yeah and she gets pinched to the truck yeah and uh and we're thinking like oh yeah this is the time we're gonna see jake but no we get a weird eye flicker we get blue balls again and then the whole (laughs) what happened and i was like you've got to be fucking kidding me like i know that jake is there you know that jake is there we all know (laughs) that jake is there why can't we see how the hell he managed to get out of that and kill all those people in what felt like a second yeah it was i was about to get mad 
And had there not been a post credit scene, yeah. I would have been mad. Even with the post credit scene, I still feel a little teased. Well, a lot teased. Very, very upset. <laughs> because I just, I want to see that part. I know that he's there and I know that there's going to be more. We've already been teased by Marvel that there's going to be a season, season two. Yeah. There hasn't been any sort of plan as of that yet. At least that's what Oscar Isaac has said. Um, and the director of the show has said that it would be a waste to not have a season two. So we know with the way that things were left, there's got to be something else where we will see Jake Lockley's incredible fighting style. <laughs> but the fact that I don't get to see it right now and I have no idea when I will see it is bothering me a lot. Yeah, yeah I, uh, so I, I kind of like it. In the sense that we are focused on the relationship between Mark and Steven. Yeah. Then there's still this bit that is out of control. Because Khonshu says in the post credit scene, mm -hmm. he didn't know how broken he was. Right. So, which kind of leads me to believe that, like, they have a suspicion there's a third. But well, they, how can they not? But they don't know. Like, they don't know who it is. Like, whenever when it happens, they're just like, was that you? Nah, mate. Was it, like, it wasn't me. Well, even Layla was like, what was that? And he was like, I don't know. Yeah, so they, they're aware now there's a third, at the very least. Yeah. But there's still something to be discovered. I still wonder if they just excuse it, that it must be the power of Khonshu. Yeah. Like, when, when Mark and... and Steven are communicating however they communicate in the mirror or whatever they've got to have come to some sort of a discussion like oh I that wasn't me I have no memory of doing that was it you no I have no memory <laughs> they must just excuse it like oh it's because we are Khonshu's avatar he must yeah. have just done something we, mu we must have surrendered the body up to Khonshu and Khonshu yeah, took say, it to that next level yeah because there's a lot of times where even Mark is like I don't want to kill I yes. don't like when he was fighting those kids on the roof he's like he, he, like Will Smith's that kid, mm -hmm. and then maybe Conchu takes over and is just like, no, they did bad. They get judged, right? So yeah, that's that's a possible thing that they are kind of projecting to kind of, or at least maybe even <sighs> using it as a crutch. Yeah, like they don't want to. They don't want to accept that a part of them is brutally murdering. Yeah. People. Or, like, it, it's too much that they've already just accepted each other and they're comfortable with that now. And it took a long time to get to that point mm -hmm. that they don't even want to think about the possibility of there being a third. Yeah. Can you imagine the drama that's going to happen when we finally get them introduced to Jake and having to accept this guy? I feel like Khonshu doesn't want them to be aware of Jake. I agree. Because in the, in the limo... When he's talking to Harrow and saying like Layla thought like he was afraid that I wanted Layla to be my next avatar, but he just wanted Jake. Yeah. And it makes me feel like Conchu has more control and more power the less Mark is aware of the of Jake. Mm. Yeah. So he probably is very content with Jake being completely out of the picture as far <laughs> as Mark and Steven are concerned. Yeah, I just think as soon as they are aware that there is this, like, murderous, like, completely unhinged 
aspect of himself. Yeah. Like it's going to be a hell of a story. Yeah. On how they're going to make it work. Mm-hmm. I was reading an, an interview with the costume director and they don't have a Moon Knight costume for Jake yeah. officially, mm-hmm. but they were kind of talking like, what would the, the costume be? Because, you know, Mark has the Moon Knight, Stephen has the Mr. Knight. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, oh, it would probably be the, like the costume from the Marvel Now series with the black, un, like base costume with kind of the white accent pieces. Right. And I would love to see that. I mean, it makes sense because he's such a dark yeah, he's, version of them. Yeah. He isn't just this bright beacon of, you know, like avenging justice. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's more, you know. Ruthless. Yeah. Gritty. Dark. Yeah. <laughs> Plus that costume is badass. <laughs> Again, it's fitting for him. <laughs> I'm just like scared to see what he's going to do because I just feel like he's such... <laughs> Because he's so unhinged, like you said, it's going to be so complex for us as viewers to watch someone who looks like our beloved hero Mm. doing such awful things. Yeah, I just think it'd be like, where is he going to show up next? Is he going to show up in the Midnight Suns rumored group? Mm -hmm. I think it'd be so funny to see all these dark, gritty, like Blade like the Black Knight, mm-hmm. maybe like Ghost Rider, just these dark, tortured souls. Yeah. And then just like Steven walks up. <laughs> hey, guys, how's it going? What's up, mate? <laughs> how's it going, bruv? Good day, isn't it? <laughs> oh, and then one more thing about this this episode was when they are in their apartment and there's two goldfish in the tank. I know, because there's two of them together. Accepting each other. Aww. <laughs> But that just leads to question. Are the goldfish just in his mind? I don't know. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> the, where did the other goldfish come Maybe from? they got it before they went home. Maybe. They're just like, we got to stop at the pet store. The goldfish needs a friend. <laughs> and they the went to the goldfish, or they went to the pet store and picked out a goldfish together. And it was a good time. It was, it was so cute. But it was really traumatizing for the girl behind the counter because this guy comes in talking to himself. Being He's like, just... I like this fish. Oh, yeah, well, I like this fish. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> All right. One more. One more thing about this episode. Okay. I just have to say my final cinematic excellence award mm. goes to mm-hmm. when Moon Knight and the Scarlet Scarab and Harrow are fighting on the ground, and then you just kind of see up in the background yeah. Amit and Khonshu fighting. Yeah. That was really good. That was really good. I've seen a little bit of people being like, oh, there's these two giant figures fighting like a massive alligator, and no one says anything. Everybody's just caring about their life. <laughs> giant alligator lady and a chicken skeleton. <laughs> and I would just like to say that we also didn't see whatever the fuck those dog things the jackals. were. jackals. Yeah, the jackals. Jackal. Like, do you remember when they were in the street and everybody was just like, these dudes are fighting and they couldn't see the jackals. So it makes yeah. sense that they wouldn't see these massive gods fighting either. Yeah. So that's my, that's my, uh, that's how I can say that they get away with that. Take that internet. <laughs> now let us know where you think we're going to see Moon Knight next. 
uh, how we're going to be introduced to the uh, the kind of triad dynamic that uh, Mark, Stephen, and Jake have, um, and really what is Conchu's deal. Let us know. You know where to find Discord, Instagram, all that's in the description. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week at the Bees Knees Podcast. Please, if you haven't already, download this episode and maybe recommend us to a friend. Also, get out and watch Doctor Strange so that you can enjoy next week's episode as well. We will talk to you next week all about Doctor Strange. Later, Gators. (laughs) 